0: without seeing one of your ads, I would have never done the CPA exams. I had no intention (laughs) of doing them whatsoever. So just again, wanted to reiterate, thank you so much. Uh, You guys, your videos gave gave me the confidence that I could even have a chance to do this, you know? So like I said, no intention whatsoever. So completely changed my mindset. (laughs) Completely changed my mindset.
1: Welcome to another episode of the CPA Exam Experience Podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Chad. So, Chad's story is interesting because he had done accounting in college, but several years into his career, he wasn't even working in accounting and he wasn't ever really considering doing the CPA exams. But he saw one of our YouTube ads and just thought, okay, well, if this can be easier than the nightmare that I've heard it is, I'll give these a shot. And so now here he is on the podcast. Uh, at the time we recorded this, he was done with three and just had one left. So in this interview, you're just going to hear Chad's process of studying, working through the exams when you know he didn't have a huge incentive to at work and didn't know anyone else that was going through the process at the same time. And just how he went through each exam and figured out his process to where he's now consistently and reliably passing his exams. So before we get into the interview with Chad, I just want to mention two things. First, our free training webinar. You will hear Chad mention this as well. This was the first thing he saw from Superfast CPA and kind of got him convinced that maybe these don't have to take over your whole life and made him decide to give it a chance to try and pass his CPA exams. So these are one hour webinars where we just walk you through our core study strategies so that you can evaluate for yourself if this whole thing makes sense. And by the end of one of these trainings, you will be able to understand why our process is so much more effective and so much more efficient for getting your exams done without it taking over your whole life, especially if you're a busy professional who's working full-time and trying to get these exams over with at the same time. So the link to the training will be down in the description of this episode, whether that's on YouTube or in your podcast player. The second thing is our free podcast giveaway. So each month, we give away three pairs of PowerBeat Pro headphones to three random people who have entered the giveaway. It's just your name and email, and that link will also be down in the description. And with all that out of the way, let's get into the interview with Chad are you located at
0: i am in uh central ohio so uh i'm in the gross city area pretty close to columbus so
1: okay you a Bengals fan
0: i, I mean i was rooting for him last night
1: but it's not my team No, <laughs>
0: i i am a uh i'm a okay. patriots fan actually
1: okay yeah interesting interesting year for the patriots having a Patricia, called plays out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. I really miss Tom Brady. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's funny. Um, so have you listened to many of these episodes, or do you kind of know how these go? Yeah, man. I got borderline obsessed with
0: listening to these. So I think I've listened to every single one of them. So, hey. Okay, awesome.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, we'll basically just kind of start from the beginning and talk about your whole study process, and I'll just kind of ask questions along the way, but yeah, it's pretty casual, so um, yeah. before we kind of start on that, I mean, do you have any questions for me or anything? I don't think so. What is your uh, timetable for regulation? What do you say, about six weeks, six, seven weeks? Yeah, anywhere from like five to seven weeks, I would say. Is that your last section? Yeah. So... Okay. I'm feeling pretty good about it right now.
0: I don't have a test date set. I was going to buy a uh, NTS next paycheck and then uh, I'll probably set it for about a month out. So I've been working through the material for about two or three weeks. So,
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you've passed three. Wh- what were your kind of timelines on those? Yeah. So um, FAR took
0: me a while. Uh I guess before we even get into all that, I just want to say thank you to you and your team. Um, without seeing one of your ads, I would have never done the CPA exams. I had no intention <laughs> of doing them whatsoever. So, oh really? Um, I remember when? It, yeah, none whatsoever. So okay, when uh, when I graduated, I, I think I had several people ask me, "You're going to do those?" And I, all I heard was how daunting they were. It's like, man, I just, I just got out of school. I'm not trying to, uh, go into this right now. I, I really mm-hmm. never had any intention of doing them. So, but, uh, the whole, uh, working from home COVID. I mean, I had a, uh, had a job where I could get most of my work done pretty quickly. And you know, when you have free time to just go down the rabbit hole of YouTube and up pops one yep. of your videos, I start watching it and I'm like, oh, okay it's so uh the videos really gave me the encouragement that i could do it and then obviously you get into the process and you realize oh this
1: is really hard (laughs) so yeah that's funny yeah i don't hear that that often that uh you know you you obviously someone would have had to have had the background or like to be able to kind of take the exams you can't just take someone who wasn't even in accounting and pull them in and say like yeah do your cpa so you kind of yeah. you went through accounting you kind of knew that it would be a good idea vaguely to do it but you just kind of weren't planning on it and then you saw one of our ads and just we're kind of saying like it doesn't have to be a complete nightmare and that's basically what got you started
0: yeah pretty much i mean uh i work for a uh midwestern national bank out here and uh i was in a position where I could move up, but it wasn't necessarily in that department. And I really had the mindset I wanted to move up in the bank within accounting. And, uh, it just never worked out that way. I tried applying for a few jobs and did it, like at accounting firms just didn't happen. So in the bank, I held an internal audit role and learned a lot during that experience. I didn't want to do audit though. After that, I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> then, uh, I come across one of your ads, I, I start looking for jobs. I'm like, I really need to get in the accounting field where I can get some experience. And uh, I was able to land a job, express to him, I'm studying for the exams. And I've been working there since last June, so learning a lot, for sure. It's kinda like, when, when you think about it, I, I was out of the whole accounting space since I graduated, I was just working in a job at the bank. I wasn't necessarily using what you learned in school. So kind of start okay. from square one. I mean, some of the stuff was was still fresh in my mind. But, and, well, not fresh, but I, I recalled some of it. But a lot mm-hmm. of it was like, oh, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely <clears throat> is. Um, and it's also, it's kind of weird because the CPA exams, it's the way the material is, it's very specific just to the CPA exams. Because I've talked to a lot of people that are like uh, a few times like an audit manager, like very experienced in real life audit and they just really struggle with the audit CPA exam. Um, Yeah. They're just, it's like specific to these exams that you really just have to like everyone, no matter their background has to study the CPA material specifically. You can't just, rely on your background to come in and take these but yeah yeah well um oh and i was going to mention i we have like a one second delay so sometimes i'll start saying something and you've already started and so that's just going to happen so i apologize in advance (laughs) no it's all good okay but uh um okay oh go ahead go Go ahead sorry
0: Oh, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, just again, wanted to reiterate, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, your videos gave, gave me the confidence that I could even have a chance to do this, you know? So like I said, no intention whatsoever. So completely changed my mindset, <laughs> completely changed my
1: mindset. That's awesome. And now you're just, now you're just one away. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's go back to that. So, so you see one of our ads, um, decide it's a good idea to try it out or whatever. I guess let's just start with that. So the ad obviously leads to our free one-hour training. And so you watched that and it just made this seem doable to you or what kind of pulled you in? Yeah, I would say you're...
0: Just those random YouTube videos popping up, I think you... I went down the rabbit hole, I watched a ton of them before I got into the one hour <laughs> webinar and okay. uh, I, I kind of okay. got the gist of, of uh, what it was. I was like, this makes so much sense. And um, and then I get into the webinar, listen to it, take notes and then uh, at that point, I, I did a lot of research on what review course to get and all that good stuff and uh, finally bought a review course and immediately put the strategies to work. and. I've had you. I've had your materials since the beginning, but it wasn't as smooth as some of your other customers, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I think part of that was me trying to super fast CPA ish it. You know, it, it, if that makes sense, I was like, uh, Yeah, all right. Well, I I know he says the key ingredient is taking some notes, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on this podcast and talk how I didn't take any notes and that just isn't
1: the case. <laughs> yeah, so, that's funny.
0: But um, yeah, I uh, I think I got the materials in April of last year, and uh, I set my test date for FAR on um, it was in June, and at that point, like. I was feeling really confident going into the exam because everything you were saying on your videos, like you're scoring above 80s on your MCQs, like towards the end, you are I mean, you're in a pretty good spot. So I felt pretty good, but obviously going into these, you have no idea what to expect if you haven't taken one of them. And uh, mm-hmm. I get in there and it's just like, did I even study for this? Like <laughs> I, it, the questions were out of left field. I was like, what? I, I, I was, I don't know, i I know, There's some people that have that experience, other people that don't, but I totally did. I was like, I I was clueless on some of the stuff and, uh, got into the simulations and that's That's where I really realized I needed to work through those a little bit more because journal entries and all that good stuff, it, it, it just hadn't clicked for me yet. And I was, I remember leaving that exam. I, I finished like a half hour early, but it wasn't like I knew that like, oh yeah, I passed. So like, uh, maybe I did, but realistically, I knew I didn't. And uh, mm-hmm. get my score back and it was a uh, 56. And um, people that don't really know around me that don't really know how the scoring system works. Like, oh, you were pretty close. I'm like, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I had some do. <laughs> okay. So I went mm-hmm. back to the drawing board. And at that point, I wasn't really listening to your audio notes hundred percent yet I because I was working from home half of the time so I wasn't listening to them I was doing your mini quizzes but I felt like like I had a lot of free time during work when I was working from home so I was like oh I'll just use the review course so which makes sense but in the same sense I think seeing the material in a different way definitely helps that's why your quizzes are uh, I, I can get through your quizzes like 10, 15 questions in like five minutes. It's, it's nothing Mm -hmm. once once you really get into the study process. But, um, yeah, I went back to the drawing board at that point. I'm working at the accounting firm I am now and I have about a half hour commute. So it's when I really started putting, uh, the audio notes to work every single day. Every time I drove somewhere, I got, uh, I, I was starting to memorize some of the, some of the things like I've heard people say that in the past. And, uh, I I, uh, What I did redo this time, the second time I took FAR, was uh, I practiced the simulations a lot. And I know a lot of people can get by not doing that. I'm not one of those people Mm -hmm. I have to. I I practiced those kind of like I did the multiple choice questions. And yeah, I think you do get to a point where you're memorizing them. But in the same sense, if you can sit there and sink through, okay, I understand this, I understand that, but I'm not 100% sure about how I'm getting to this answer. Once you get to the point where you know most of it, I think you're good. So, but I uh, practiced the sims just like I did the institutes. And then uh, another thing, sorry, I'm all over the place, but um, I had Roger CPA. Okay. I had uh, Roger CPA and... uh, the, the review course is is awesome. It has all the material you need, just like any other review course. But um, what I noticed is you really need to figure out how to use it. And obviously, your method is question first approach. And I was doing that. But what I realized during the first time I took FAR when I was generating my sets of thirty, I was getting a lot of the same questions over and over again. And it what and it wasn't mm-hmm. just like kind of the same. We're we're talking identical questions. I probably saw. Uh, their section on derivatives was very small. And I think I got a question or two on derivatives every time. I was like, I know these like the back of my hand. I don't need to see them. And um, I uh, figured out, okay, I'm doing, I got to figure out how to get exposure to everything. So I know a lot of review courses will go module by module and Rogers isn't set up that way. It's more They have like, for FAR, for instance, it has 22 chapters basically. And what I would do is break it up. I got to the point where I was doing three sets of 33 for FAR. So basically I broke it up seven, seven, and that that's, that's what I did each and every day and, uh, I would do the missed questions along with the simulations. And then, uh, so we're still going into my second attempt at FAR at this point. I felt pretty good about it. Going. I, I felt more confident this time, and uh, I get in there. I, it's not like I was clueless the first time. I was like, oh yeah, I know this. Like, I, I felt really good going out of there, and then uh, I think I only had to wait a week for the score. And uh, I wake up the next morning, like five thirty, all all excited to see it. Got a seventy four, and I, it was it was oh, encouraging, man. but it but it's a heartbreaker in the same sense. But I improved my score by nineteen points. I'm like okay. I mean, I'm right there. I'm on the right track. So immediately got another NTS to do it again. Like I think within two weeks and, uh, I, uh, got into the exam center and for whatever reason, the exam was a lot more difficult. This, this second, the third time I took it. And, uh, I think, uh, I got really discouraged while I was in the exam. Like I'm going to fail again. And that, that's half the battle. If you have that mindset when you're in there, you're going to fail. But um, if you can stay positive, you give yourself a chance. But um, I left that exam that third time thinking I bombed it. And uh, I was just like, I don't even, like, at this point, I'm in a pretty dark place through the CPA exam. I'm like, I'm putting so much effort into this, and it's just not coming together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I uh, get my score back, and I didn't do as bad as I thought. I didn't pass, but I got a 70. I'm like, okay, I mean. You're right there. You know the material. You just need a little bit more. Um, And then when I first started the process, I bought an NTS for both audit and FAR. And my audit NTS was running out, so I had to switch. So I just took uh, that question-based approach. I did the best I could. Ended up taking it. Got a 69. And, uh, I mean, pretty good. I I only gave myself like three or four weeks to study. So I was like, okay, a little bit more. I'll, I'll pass that one but the beast for me was far. And then fourth time, um, I think I took another three weeks to restudy and I was finally able to pass with an 81 and seriously one of the happiest days in my life. <laughs> I, I was so yeah, excited to is. pass on the exam. Yeah. So I, I obviously haven't passed the fourth one yet. I don't know what my feeling will be with that one, but that first one, I mean, it, it was, uh, yeah, so it was awesome. So Passing that first one, I was like, okay, all this all this was worth it. I'm gonna pass the other three now. I mean, I gotta keep the momentum going, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you did, uh, so you pass FAR and then uh, retake audit, pass that, and then BEC, I'm guessing? Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. And another thing I didn't mention
0: when I was going through that, um, have you ever heard of a <laughs> Universal CPA? They're kind of a new review course.
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. I don't know much about so, it, but I mean, I've come across it. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Well,
0: with the Roger questions with FAR, I think it got to the point where I'd probably memorize 90% of the questions, but also I was able to work through them. But um, I went ahead and uh, I did a free trial with them and their review course is pretty affordable. Not, It's not thousands of dollars. We're talking a few hundred dollars or you can pay for it by the month. But... um they have little lecture videos for every single multiple choice question. I don't know know if you knew that about them, Mm -hmm. but those little videos really helped a lot. Just like on some of my struggle areas. Like, for instance, I knew leases very well with FAR, but business consolidations were difficult for me. So on those questions Mm -hmm. in there, I watched every one of their little videos for each question and made sure I understood every piece of it. And then that really helped me understand. So... But yeah, that, I used them for, for FAR as well as Roger. And then uh, I did the same thing for audit, kind of used both review courses. I was able to pass the second time around audit. I uh, got a 79. I thought I did better than that, honestly. I thought I did, I thought I did a lot better, but I was like, ah, it's passing score. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then, yep. and then uh, BEC, I was able to pass the first time with an 81. So, that that one was the the mirror the material would be is challenging, but I, I don't know when when I first started it, it was overwhelming, and then two or three weeks in, it was starting to click. So it wasn't that
1: bad at the end, but mm-hmm. yeah,
0: they all present their own challenges, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, I over the years I've talked to people that you know, any given one of the four was just like extremely difficult for some reason. You know, it's. So it just totally depends. Um, yeah. And, so, you know, like I said, I've talked to tax people who could not pass reg, that kind of a thing. It just sometimes, for some reason, there's just something about it. Um, so what would, a, what would a day of studying look like? Did you try to follow our format where you do two hours in the morning and then the mini sessions throughout the day, basically? Yeah, pretty much, Um i would get up i'm still doing
0: it right now i get up at 4 a.m every day um what i'll do is i'll go i'll, I'll go about 50 minutes and then um i will uh stop make breakfast um uh, drink a cup of coffee get out the door and then i will get to work early and i'll get another hour in before i really start work and then um Throughout the day, I mean, my boss is cool with me just having the review. Like I can have it up if it's like, if I have nothing to do, we're encouraged to study, but some of these, some of these, uh, I could get through like a universal set of questions in like five minutes or something like that. So I always have it up in the background. Like mm-hmm. I got a second, do, do a set of questions, but, um, I also would, uh, I have downloaded your your uh your notes to the desktop. So I have that up on my computer and every hour I'll make myself read five to ten pages and then maybe do okay. two mini quizzes real quick. And then uh I'll just try to practice that each hour. So try to get I, I think my like right now with regulation, I think there's like 165 pages of the notes So, I'm trying to get through the notes once a week right now and then closer to exam time when I know my test date for sure. I'll probably get through them two or three times a week.
1: So, I'll up the reading then. Nice. And then what about on the weekends? Uh, Do you just try to do it in the morning so you can just be done for the day type thing? Yeah, 100%. Um, 4 a.m. every day through the week. uh,
0: It takes a lot out of you. But, um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, so I will... I'll I'll allow myself to sleep in until like 6.30 and um, I'll get up, I will go for about two hours. I'll uh, take a break, eat breakfast, maybe go run, do something like that, and um, come back, go another hour and a half or two hours. And it depends, like if it was, if I'm like in the review stage, like I know I'm gonna go take the test in two weeks, I will. I'll go for six hours on the weekends. I'll just go three sets of two hour sessions. I'll do it all in a row because that's a lot to do it all in a row. It it can be draining. So my goal every time, like on the weekends, is be done with it by like three o'clock in the afternoon. Honestly, I'd like to be done by one. It's just a matter of did I get up in time to do it. So, (laughs) but yeah, I, I I definitely study a little bit more on the weekends, but. At the beginning, when you're in this process, I'll say it's really difficult to do that because it's, I don't know, if you're not used to it yet or the whole mind state, I'd rather be doing anything than this. And uh, I, uh, you, you get to the point where, I don't say you enjoy it, but you get to the point where it's just like, I don't know, you feel like you're getting good at something, so it's
1: easier to do. So, Yeah, definitely. That sense of momentum, I tell people that a lot, like, this will really suck in the beginning, but if you can just get to the point where you feel like you're making progress and moving forward, it just gets a lot easier. Yes. 100%. Um so after you so you take took far those few times, realized you need more practice on the sims. Once you realize that, how did you add in sims to your daily process just for um, like the remaining sections or when do you Do practice sims? How do you use them? That whole thing.
0: Yeah. So that second time I took FAR is when I really put an emphasis on practicing the sims because that first time I took FAR, I think you, I, I I got a little false belief from the interviews of everybody. If it comes easy to you to do the simulations just on test day, awesome. But I, I was, I've listened to the interviews and like, well, they're doing it like that. I'll be good. I I could just glance at them and I'll (laughs) be all right. That that was not the case. Yeah. So, um. I, I really focus on those that second time on FAR. And at that point, what my process was, was basically what you recommend for, uh, that final review, the, the, the cram session. But I like, obviously I couldn't do it six hours, like each every day through the weekday, but what I would try to do, I would go for FAR, what I was doing, I would do three sets of 33 and at that point, I knew the material pretty well. So I was getting through those very quickly. Um, I was able, like, when you're reviewing your questions, I think you can identify which ones. Like, I know that, I know that, I know that. I don't really need to read it. I, I know how to do that. And then there's other ones you need to stop, read it. And if you got it wrong, take a note, do something like that. But um, then what I would do is just, I'd probably do five to seven. I, pretty much what you recommend. I just worked in five to seven. And then uh, I would just do that every single day on the weekends. I would repeat that two hour block two or three times. And um, that, that's kind of just
1: what I did. Yeah, okay. Um, and what about a, uh, a final review? Like how long do you leave, like a week or two before an exam once you're through all the material or how do you treat a final review? Well, what I've been doing since I've
0: discovered Universal was, um, I learned the material in Universal. I'm, I'm reading your notes. I'm taking your mini quizzes, but that's primarily what I'm using to learn the material because uh, of their little lecture videos and stuff like that. Like, I don't sit there and watch like a twenty-minute lecture video or something. But their their videos on their MCQs are no more. The longest one I think I've seen is like five minutes and. Um, I'll learn the material in there. They don't have as they don't have as many questions as what uh, Roger does. So it would probably mm-hmm. take me I don't know for BEC. I got through all of their material in like three weeks, maybe two two or three weeks, and then I went through all of the Roger questions. Like and basically what I was doing was going, uh, just doing ten at a time, just fitting them in whenever I could. Basically, it, it wasn't like I wasn't trying to speed through the lessons, but I wanted to see them at least once. And then um, by the time I got through the material in both courses, what my strategy was, was uh, I would do for BEC, like like I said with FAR, you got to break it up in Roger because they don't do module by module. They do the chapters. So um, to ensure I get exposure to everything, there was eight chapters in BEC, for instance, I would do four sets of 31 throughout the, like, I got to the point where I was doing them that quickly. And then I work in simulations and, um, throughout the rest of my day, I'd always have at my work computer. I'd always have, um, I'd have both review courses up, like in, in case I got downtime. And if I did, I would just generate a set of questions, get through them in like five to 10 minutes and just keep on constant exposure, read your notes. That that's kind of what my strategy was. And there at the end, I just – I would try to get – I wasn't really going by hours. I was going by how many questions can I do is basically what I was trying to do at that point.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a good – yeah, a few people have mentioned that. And that is kind of a a good approach instead of – because if you get off track or whatever, it's easy for two hours to go by and you didn't really do anything. Um, Whereas number of questions worked through is like – you know, concrete like okay, I worked yeah. through sixty questions, so I know I did something. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea.
0: Yeah, and I know a lot of people um, like when when I started at my job, I started in the middle of summer. It's kind of the downtime in the firm, so I had some extra time during the day. Like if I didn't have anything to do, that's all I was doing. But at that point, I'd cover the material so much, it was just like it was just constant repeat coverage. So,
1: yeah. Um, so in the beginning, or you kind of mentioned earlier, you weren't using our audios that much in the beginning. And then in your, uh, your note on the form to sign up for the interview, you said, I use them when I run, do all kinds of stuff. So use the, you do a lot of the mini sessions now, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I have your material on pretty much constantly, um, every day in the car. Um, I'll listen to it to and from. I some days there's days where you're just mentally done, and if I listen to it, <laughs> yeah. you know it's going in one ear, right out the other. It's just like I, I'm listening to uh, it. Like I think it has happened to me the other day. I was like, I didn't catch a word of what that that part was. So I mean, but I do what you say. Just kind of keep on re-listening. I go through all of them. It's not like I go look for one specific section. I just keep on getting coverage over everything. Um when i'm running i will have them on you kind of zone out when you run so you're not going to get constant but if you can stay somewhat focused you can you can pick up on a lot of things especially with reg what i find when you're talking through uh like basis examples and all that stuff what what if i catch it from the beginning i can sit there and walk work through it in my head while i'm running so i was like oh okay this is good and then uh if I stop running, I have a deal with myself. You have to take five mini. You have to t- do a mini quiz. If you don't get at least four <laughs> out of five right, you have to take another one until you get four out of five right. That that's what I do.
1: Nice, that's funny. But yeah, that stuff, that stuff's totally. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would do stuff like that with myself when I was studying. Um, though I used Wiley, and and back then. Back then, their app was awesome because it was super simple like ours. They had a five-question, just one button, do five questions. Now it has like a 1,000 options. It takes like two minutes to even set up a quiz in their app. But anyways, um, I would just grind through quizzes on my phone. And uh, if I got a text from someone, I would force myself to you know do a mini-quiz before I read the text or, like you said... You can't just do it all the time because it's, you know, it gets just, you just can't do it all the time. So if I really wanted to like read ESPN or something at lunch, again, I would be like, okay, I'm going to do at least three mini quizzes first. Then the, during lunch, I'll let myself like read stories on ESPN. But yeah, just having like a check mark, something built in where you're forcing yourself to do it before you do the, your favorite time waster type things.
0: Yeah, 100. percent Even last night during that game, like any time it went to commercial, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd try to get through 10 or 10 or 15 questions real quick. There's a lot of background noise because I, I was watching with a bunch of people, but um, yeah, yeah, I was, I, that's what I was doing. It, it's become like a I don't know. You, you'll find one of those those apps that's just like it's it's an addicting game. I, I've I've kind of adopted that with this at this point. It's just like I'm gonna do questions and you get to the point where you memorize them, but I think if you're able to identify that where uh, you, you understand why they're correct. I, I mean, it's definitely beneficial just to, it's not going to hurt to keep looking at it. So.
1: Right. I get asked, I get asked that a lot. Um, and it's usually from people that are just starting to study and it's like something they've heard, like you don't want to just memorize questions. So they're like worried about it. and And I'm like, well, Okay, if you get to the point where you've memorized all the questions in your review course, you're actually in a really good spot. And I mean, all you have to do even if even if you've seen the question is just conceptually talk it out to yourself like, "Okay, I know this is A, not just because I've memorized it's A, but like because of, you know, this." And then it's just that repeat exposure just uh I don't know, re-reaffirms it or whatever. So, yeah, for sure. Let's see. We have gone through most things. Um, so what? So when you're doing the questions, you're doing MCQs. Do you um, just kind of like your actual process for like when you're using Universal to use their MCQs to learn a topic? If it's calculation based, do you stop and try to reperform it on your own on paper or in Excel? Or what's your actual process when you're? going through a new lesson with the MCQs?
0: Yeah, so I never actually uh, did questions to paper on the calculation-based questions. I got to, um, I would rework it after I saw how to do it. Like, I would basically, like when I was first starting with Roger or Universal, it doesn't really matter. I would, uh, if I didn't know the answer, you just click it. If you don't know the answer, don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. And then um, you'll... uh, you'll see how they calculate it and then you kind of just look at it and then you go back, hide the solution, try to redo it. And then if you can't do it, do it one more time and then move on. And then, um, that, that's, that's pretty much what I did. Like that was very beneficial with, uh, with BEC all this formulas. I really thought I was going to have to memorize all of those and you don't because if you do enough questions, you're going to see the formulas put to work enough to where you're just going to know them. And, um, I, uh, pretty much just, if I got a question wrong, I would sit there and rework it or, um, nah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would always rework the problem when I was learning how to do it. And then you get to the point where you could just look at it and you're like, I know what the answer is. I mean, I'll rework it
1: for just to do it, but I know how to do this. So,
0: <clears throat>
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's a good explanation. Um, I just, I like asking that just to hear people's different versions of how that actually works. But yeah, that's the basic basics of it. Like read the question. If you have no idea, you don't waste your time trying like staring at it, submit it, see how it's done, then hide the solution. Try it. If you can't do it or you get stuck, let yourself see it until you can do it from start to finish on your own. I mean, that's basically how I would explain it. So
0: yeah, I think that's really important too with the simulations. Uh, it's, it's especially how long those are. I mean, I got I mean, when I was trying to learn those, I, I would just uh I just immediately hit submit. I didn't even read the the question a lot of the times because I'm <laughs> like I, I'm not even going to take the time to read this because I, I had no idea how to do it. So um but uh yeah, just immediately submit it and then the simulations helped me understand the journal entries so it, it finally that's when it clicked i think when i got to the point where i understood the journal entries very well for far as when it started to come together for me so i was able to sit there i would I, I would i would write out journal entries but not like the numbers i would just write down okay it's gonna be ar it's gonna be uh it's gonna be ap it's gonna be the plug the additional paid capital anything like that but um, yeah, I just uh submitting it as soon as you see it, and you're kind of clueless. I mean, don't waste your time
1: because I mean, you, you got a limited amount of time to do this. So right, yeah, and you can save so much time by, I mean, like you said, especially on Sims, reverse engineering from the solution, because it takes a lot of time if you're looking at a sim with like eight exhibits that you can click on and open up, um, it takes a ton of time to even try and figure out, okay, where were, where are they even pulling these numbers to, for me to even attempt to answer this? And if you just look at the solution first, you cut straight to seeing where they're getting it. And then when you reperform it, you know over time by the, then on test day, you're just a lot faster at that instead of struggling on the front end for no reason when you're in the study process. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Um so earlier you said uh you're like going to super fast the super fast approach by not really taking notes or anything. So that's that's my next question. What did you eventually what did that turn into for you? Doing flashcards or um traditional type notes? Yeah, so I I started with uh
0: with flashcards and far and um (coughs) I I've always had a hard time putting things in my own words. So I would write it like word for word, but in the same sense. Like for me, like a very difficult topic in FAR was the statement of cash flows. For whatever reason, it, it just didn't click. And I would get the same questions wrong over and over. So I would rewrite every single time I got it wrong, I'm like, you're going to make yourself understand this because you keep on missing it. You just need to, (laughs) you just need to take a step back and understand why you're missing this and like sit there and read the solution until you understand it. And, um, that helps, but it wasn't like I went back to the flashcards either. It's not like I would look through them after I made them. Um, I may do that the weekend of, but I wouldn't say that was a main part of what my re-review, like my final review was like, I have a glance through them, but I think writing it out for me did help. Like when you put pen to paper it, for for whatever reason, it it helps you remember it. I don't know why that is, but that is, that is what my process was for FAR audit. I started it a little bit like that. And then eventually I just went to traditional note-taking, like in a notebook and I would just write out stuff. And uh, I would mainly take those notes too when uh, I was doing my daily sets of 30, especially at the end, because at that point you're kind of like, you've been able to identify what you know and what you don't know. And uh, I would just write it down every single time I missed a question, unless it was one of those questions where like, I I know the answer to that question. I just read that wrong or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, but if there was any shakiness when I took a question on one of those sets of 30, I would make sure I marked it and I would go back. Do you really understand that? Or do you need to write something down about it? And then that's what I would do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I do think that's that's kind of the main idea. Like it's easy to read an explanation and think it makes sense. But then if that's taken away, can you actually, could you like turn and teach it to somebody else? You know, actually pull it out of your own brain. And writing it down kind of forces you to do that. Um, but that's what a lot of people have said. Some people use their flashcards a ton that they made. Other people just kind of made the flashcards or the notes and think that just the act of writing it was kind of the big thing that helped them cement it in their head. So, yeah, like once you're passing sections, it's like, however you've come to that, where you're starting to pass, you know, that's what your process is that works. So. Whatever it is, yeah,
0: yeah, because uh, yeah, when you're not passing exams, it can get pretty pretty discouraging. But um, mm-hmm. when uh, w- once you like, once I passed that first one, and then I wasn't sure if I passed audit, and I was I was pretty ex- I, I was really excited after that. I'm like, okay, I, I got the ball rolling now. And passing one the first time I took it was really encouraging. I'm like, oh, finally, I don't have to retake one. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. <clears throat> um all right well i th- we've kind of gone through everything i normally ask about um what would oh, be test day
0: i want to talk oh to yes Mike, how it went through yeah yeah so test day um i took my time on on far because like the calculation based questions for whatever reason i was it, it's uh, kind of like when you're in grade school you want to like it's a two plus two, that that equals four, right? Let me let me plug that in a calculator. <laughs> but um I uh I took my time, I, I worked through the calculation-based questions. Like if I if I knew I knew how to do it, I would sit there and I would make sure I got it got it correct. Um any conceptual questions, if if I thought I knew it, go ahead and answer it. And um pretty much like that, that's pretty much uh, what I did. And then my goal every time I took an exam, every time i had taken an exam, is be done with the multiple choice questions by two hours and 15 minutes. Realistically, I'd like to have two and a half hours, but um, I, I, the daily sets of 30 go a lot quicker than what it does in the exam for me. The now they do still do go quick in, in, in exam day. I, I, I just feel like I'm being extra careful when I'm in yeah. there to make yeah. sure I'm getting it correct. Mm-hmm. Um, for so far used up all the time and, uh, it allowed me plenty of time to get through the simulations. I mean, I was still submitting the test with like five minutes to go, but I mean, I, I was ta- taking my time, making sure I got it and, uh, felt good about that one audit, you know, with as conceptual as it is, I, I feel it's very much, you either know it or you don't. And I worked through those questions so fast. I, I think I got through both sets in maybe 20 minutes and. Of what I did, I went back and looked at them again, like, cause I had, I knew I had time. So I would go ahead and uh, relook at them, make sure I, I, I rarely changed an answer, but I, but I think I might have changed one or two where I'm like, oh, okay, I read that wrong. I'm glad I went back and looked. And then, uh, BEC kind of the same deal because they got a lot of conceptual stuff in there as well. But, I mean, their calculation based questions are a little bit tricky, so you take some time, but I had enough time to go back and re review those questions too. But, if I was anywhere close to my mark, where I was like, "Okay, you're, you're finishing this section in an hour. You don't really have time to review th- review this. You need to just move forward." So, probably, I, I know a lot of people like if you go back, you're going to second guess yourself. But it, it, in my in my opinion, like if you have time to do it, you you can. But I think you need to you, you need to be honest with yourself. Like, how much time do you think you're going to need for the simulations? So.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. The timeline cutting off to leave enough time for the Sims is obviously huge and a lot more valuable than checking three or four answers and and then leaving yourself an hour for the Sims. So yeah, like B C. I, I think
0: yeah, the written communications are last on that last one. I think I submitted it with like twenty seconds to go. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I felt pretty decent about it,
1: but I was like, okay. You're cutting it pretty close, man. And with, with those, because I get asked, those, asked about those a lot, and I don't, I don't have a ton of advice for the written communications. I always say, you know, maybe practice a few, like the three days before an exam, and then the main thing you're trying to do is just write a coherent, logical response. That's pretty much my tip. So, like, how did you practice for those, or what did you do to prepare for them? I never practice one. I would read
0: it. I would read an answer maybe they provide. But I went in there with um like I had a format I was gonna use. I was gonna be I would address whoever they whoever I'm addressing and I would highlight three points I wanna make. I'd write a paragraph about each point and then if you have any further questions, please contact me. Thank you. And that that's kind <laughs> of what my I, it's is pretty straightforward. I didn't stress about it too much because from what I researched, it wasn't a huge deal. They just want to see if you can write, uh, coherently. Mm-hmm. So, yep. the topics you get, I mean, I, I, feel like you have a general idea about most of them. You may not be a, you may not be an expert in them, but I think, you know, enough to where you can, you could come up with two or three things to talk about. So I wouldn't stress too much about it if you've covered the material.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's basically what I tell people. All right. Well, um, so last thing I always ask, what would be, even if it's stuff we already covered, what would be your top three tips to people that are still studying, trying to figure this out? Yeah. So I
0: might have more than three, but not too many. But the first thing I would say is, um, Do not schedule more than one at a time unless you're 100% confident in the timeline because that really screwed me up when I had to switch. If I didn't have to switch to audit, I never would have. I would have just stayed with far until I passed it. But um, at the beginning, you have no idea. I I just went with two. But in in my opinion, you you do one at a time. And uh, after you get your first NTS, you can get your next one. And like, you get it the next day after you apply for it. It's it's not like you have to wait a super long time. So I would do one at a time just to ensure like you don't have to go away from one section because your NTS is going to run out. Um, the second one is learn how to use your review course. Obviously your whole method is based around the questions. Um, but for me, like with, with Roger, he has all the material in there. But if your review course is just generating the same questions, I mean, you'll, you'll start to pick up on it. But the first time I took the exam, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, this must this must be important. That's why they keep on giving me the questions. So it gave me a false <laughs> sense of confidence going into that. And then uh, depending on your personality, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people are have an easy time with the simulations i am not that person so practice the simulations until you understand them i mean you don't want to spend too much time on them but i mean i i feel like if you're doing really well on your multiple choice questions and you could probably take a day from doing as many mcqs and maybe spend most of your your day studying simulations until until you can work through them i you know you know what i mean i feel like uh I feel like that could be beneficial if you if they're just not clicking for whatever reason because that that is the experience I had they were not clicking um, so just taking the time to really work in simulations um, and then don't hold yourself to your like to your review course just because you've already bought it and you don't think there's a I mean I, I bought it so this this has to work because it works for it worked for everybody else um, Roger is great and they have all the material you need to pass but universal and combined with your stuff as well as roger kind of paints the whole picture for me it's really helped me and uh th- their stuff with uh the material they provide the way they present it it's very much like yours where it's just concise to the point they're not putting in a bunch of fluff in there you don't need to know so uh i just think their material is great combined with yours um Keep a positive mind state when you're in an exam. Do not get negative. if you get negatives. Take a second to take a deep breath and then what well, even if it takes five minutes, take a second because if you if you're if you have a negative mindset, you are not going to do well so on the last section, I just took that I pass. I started to get like that because I got a couple of uh, a <laughs> couple of questions where they're, they're challenging. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. Just just take a second. Yeah, you, I mean, even if you don't know for sure, just take an educated guess, move on. I mean, because there are questions like you 100% know, questions you're pretty sure on, and then there are questions like, well, that could go either way. So keeping that positive mindset, I think, is really important. And then uh, my last thing would be fully dedicate to the process and... Be disciplined. I mean, if you want to pass these and get them out of your life, like my my initial thought was not to study through tax season, but I'm like, well, regulation, I mean, this is, if there's one I'm going to study during tax, this makes sense. And I want to be done. So I am going to, uh, to sleep less and do what I need to do to pass it and hopefully be done. And I can have my summer to where I do not have to worry about these exams anymore. <laughs> so, um, but I It's really important. You're disciplined. Don't miss a day. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about missing days, like just because life happens, but even if you can do mini quizzes or something like that, do something every day. Um, personally, I I don't think I've taken days off of doing questions since I've started the process, except for like when I'm in between waiting on a score. But even then I'm, I'm studying for it as if I didn't pass just in case I have to go again. You know what I mean? So, but I would say yeah. those are my main tips.
1: Yeah, those are those are all good. I I I like the idea of you don't take days off and if if things do fall apart as far as your main study session, you just do something like you said the you can always do, you know, you always have your phone. Everyone always has their phone. You know, you can do something throughout the rest of the day. Um one, so I was going to comment on that, the thing with Roger, where you had to, like, learn how to use your review course. And uh, that's something that hasn't really been brought up before, but that is a good point. Like, you kind of have to learn the, the nuances of, like, your own review course. And I think probably what's happening is, you know, if you're kind of doing our approach and you're jumping straight into the questions... In their software, it's not like checking off. Okay, he watched the video. He read this part of the chapter, so I'm gonna keep giving him this, uh, these questions because this lesson isn't like complete yet. So maybe something like that, and yeah, you just. And then I know in Becker, there's random settings or personalized, and uh, a few of our like my one-on-one study clients were telling me they had to kind of figure out how to actually use that to be shown all the questions because they were having the same thing where they just kept getting shown the same questions every time they took a random set of 30 and they had to figure out like to leave certain chapters out and use the personalized setting or there's like the nuances within your review course anyways that is a good point
0: yeah and like uh like going back to that with roger when i first started I would generate like if maybe I didn't get through all the questions in, in a chapter, but I covered it. I would generate a set, and I would get a bunch of questions I hadn't seen. And for whatever reason, that's super discouraging because you're not going to do well if you haven't seen the questions before. So um, I learned to like okay, only do what you've covered. Like it, I like the way their review course is set up. I can see what I've used and what I haven't used. And um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly why it does it the way it does the way the way it does because for roger i went through everything and uh it would just generate the same questions but uh with uh universal Mm -hmm. the way they're set up it's i think it's more of the traditional way with the modules and what i do there instead of generating a set over everything i go chapter by chapter and just generate 25 and that that's what i do for, for their review course i just go 25 25 25
1: yeah yeah and that's actually kind of what uh the way I tell people now to do a restudy is kind of that same thing, chapter by chapter. Just so you know, in one study session you're getting MCQs and sims from the same chapter. And then also, like you said in your top five tips, uh, doing the sims, I think there's a lot of synergies between you know, doing MCQs and sims. Like doing sims on a topic can really improve your MCQ performance and, uh, and vice versa. But I do 100%. think it's important to do both. Um,
0: yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the, combining, like, figuring out the review course for me was one of the key aspects in this because if I would have just kept doing what I was doing, um, I wasn't going to pass because I was going to get the same questions over and over. So, <laughs> figuring out I, – I don't think any anybody – like, I did a lot of research on this. I was like, is there anybody else that experiences this unless – Unless they're going through every, every chapter of the 22 and 4 I'm like, I don't have, like, who has time to do, generate 30 questions over each of those? I'm not doing that. So, um, like, you just have to figure out how to break it up or whatever. And even in your sets of breaking it up, I think it, it's also important to uh, mix up how you're doing it because you can select whatever chapters you want. So don't always do the same seven with the, with, with the same group. Switch it up or whatever so you're getting it a yeah. little bit different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those so, are all good tips. Um and the and the mindset thing. Take just taking a breath, taking like 30 seconds sitting back in the exam itself if you're starting to like freak out or get uh discouraged. That's a really big tip. Yeah, 100%. I think I think uh positive mindset is very
0: important for this. It's really hard some days, but it's very important.
1: <laughs> right all right chad well yeah i appreciate you taking the time to do the interview um we yeah we've basically gone an hour so i don't want to take up much more of your time but i'm glad i mean like uh i don't hear that that often so i'm glad that even our ad kind of motivated you to start the process and you're you're almost done so that's awesome to hear
0: yep thank you so much i do appreciate everything you guys do so I'm looking forward to when I can post to the forum and
1: say I'm done. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, definitely let me know. All right. So that was the interview with Chad. I'm sure you found that very motivating and informative. He shared a lot of really good tips about how to improve your own study process. So if you did find that valuable, please take a second to leave a rating in the podcast app where you listen to this or you know, like the video, subscribe on YouTube, all the normal stuff. And then the biggest thing would be to share this with someone you know, who's also working on the CPA exams, because these interviews are the most helpful free resource available anywhere if someone is trying to figure out their own study process. So thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.